Good morning, everyone. Our reading this morning is from John 16, verses 12 to 15. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I think just before um, I speak, the children and the young people are going to be going to their groups. If you are here this morning and you have children with you, you're welcome to make use of those groups. We have a creche and key stage one through to the Cobra Chapel, key stage two uh, making their way down to the forge. And we'll call them back in time for communion a little later in the service so we can share communion together as a church family. Uh, let's just pray for them. Father, we thank you for the gift of our children and young people. We pray your blessing on them in the time that they have in their groups and with their leaders. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so children and young people, if you want to make your way. Okay, and so um, John chapter 16, uh, this is one of those instances where we've got uh, literally three words, uh, no, three verses and 94 words, yet it's really, really hard uh, to know where to start on this Trinity Sunday, how to focus such important words of Jesus. And those of you who were here a few weeks ago uh, may have been here when we set the challenge of, of taking time to read John chapters 14 to 17 together to just sit down and read them in one sitting. And if you were able to do that, uh, then you would have seen the context, the wider context of these verses. Uh, If you weren't here or you weren't able to uh, do that, that's fine. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Uh, Do encourage you uh, to do that, to read John 14 to 17 together. And as you do, you will see that these few verses sit within a much wider context uh, in which Jesus is, is speaking so powerfully and so importantly about the Trinity, about his role within the Trinity, about his relationship to the Father, about the gift of the Spirit. Uh, it is a very Trinitarian few chapters of the Bible uh, and where most of our understanding of the Trinity comes from these chapters in John 14 uh, to 17. And what you have in these few verses and why they're chosen for today Uh, is kind of a a little insight, really, into that beautiful partnership of the Trinity. It is one of those things that, for us, is a profound mystery, but of vital importance to our faith. The fact that our God is both three in one and one in three is one of those things we cannot fully get our heads around. Uh, Theologians have tried for nearly 2,000 years now uh, and still haven't got there. Uh, But it is a wonderful mystery that we need to grasp and we need to have uh, some hold of uh, because it's so central to our faith. The fact that our God is in himself perfect community, perfect 
unity. Perfect community of that agape love, which is that self-sacrificial uh, spilling out love. A love that so was, was so spilling, it caused creation into being out of chaos. And into that creation, God placed a humanity with whom he desired to share in that partnership, in that unity, in that community, for us to rule and reign together with him over what he had created And what we see in this passage in John chapter 16 is how inextricably linked Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are. How they each seem to, yes, have their own uh, kind of functions and purposes within the life and worship of God's people uh, and how we live, uh, but no one is more important than the other. No one is more valuable than the other one. No one has more of a higher role than the other. God is both three in one and one in three. And no matter how many times we say it, we still don't understand it, but that's how it is. Our God is one in three and three in one. And we see that partnership, I think, clearly in these verses. As Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit with such love and adoration and respect and awe. And then speaks of the Father in turn as well. It's clear from these verses that Jesus has a desire for his people to know the Holy Spirit, to depend on the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and through that to fully realize and accept the glory of Jesus and the generosity of the love of the Father. That's Jesus' desire in these words. And the reality is, if you're sat here this morning and you have accepted that Jesus is who he says he is, that you accepted that he is Lord and Savior, that would not have been possible without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, Jesus would be nothing more than a person of history to you. But if your eyes have been opened to who he really is, that is a work of the Spirit, whether you acknowledged it at the time, knew it at the time, accepted it at the time or not, that was the work of the Spirit, wooing you to Jesus, opening your eyes to see him for who he is. He is at work. One of the best descriptions I've heard of the cross is not of the, the cross is not the Father doing something to the Son, It is the Trinity working in perfect unity to bring about God's plan for creation. Perfect unity working together to bring about God's plan. That's what we see at the cross. We don't just see Jesus. We see the Trinity working in that perfect unity to bring about that plan. And Jesus here is inviting us to know that Trinity better. Because the thing I have found, and I hope the thing you have found is that the Trinity is a well that just seems to go deeper and deeper and deeper the more we discover of him. The more we learn of who he is, the deeper that well seems to go. And the more we discover, the more we fall in love, the more we find how great and how other and how awesome and how amazing and incredible our God is. The fact that he can be three in one and one in three is a miracle in itself that inspires us to worship, inspires us to respond, inspires us to hopefully to relationship. And the more we're able to learn to relate to every aspect of the Godhead, the more secure we can become in him and in who we are in him. And we have to kind of work through our lives as we discover more of who the Trinity is 
to ask ourselves the question if there's any aspect of the Trinity, any part of the Trinity with which we struggle to relate. And if there is, what do we need to do to make that no longer the case? Because our God is a God who desires to be known, known by us. He's a God who desires relationship with us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we've been saying over the past few weeks, the Holy Spirit, for example, is not an optional add-on, tag-on extra for those crazy charismatics. He is an essential part of the Trinity, and we can't do life without him. We can't, because we weren't designed to, because we're designed to know the Trinity intimately, to know him personally. And there's no right or wrong way to approach the Trinity in prayer or worship or relationship except to ignore or deny any one aspect of him. That's the only mistake we can make with him. But the reality is that father wounds from our own upbringing and our own experience of fathers on earth, any lack of understanding of who Jesus really is and what it is he came to do, or suspicion of the Holy Spirit brought on by negative experiences of the charismatic can make it hard for us to accept all of God or even the fullness of who God is. But I genuinely believe that there are fewer greater forces in this world than a child of God who knows and accepts God as three in one and relates well to God as three in one. And if we are struggling with any aspect of the Trinity, we could do far worse than asking an aspect we're comfortable with to help us, if that makes sense. So if, for example, you are suspicious of the Holy Spirit and who this Holy Spirit is, and you struggle to understand what his role and his purpose is, you could do far worse than sitting down with Jesus and saying, Jesus, show me who the Holy Spirit is. And then reading these passages and allowing your eyes to be open to who Jesus said the Holy Spirit was. Maybe you're fine with the Holy Spirit. You've had encounters with him. You can't deny his existence. Uh, and you know that he's a, a good, loving gift of God, the Holy Spirit in God himself. And as you receive from him, maybe he can open your eyes more to see more of who Jesus is, more of his purpose and function in your life, more of what Jesus came to do for you and who he is as a person. Maybe you struggle to relate to God as Father, Well, Jesus said very clearly, I have come that you may know the Father. If you've known me, you've known my Father. So we, if we're struggling with any aspect of of knowing the Trinity, then we need to ask ourselves, what can we do to change that? It's part of our discipleship, that journey of learning together and understanding together what it is to worship a God who is one in three and three in one. It sets us apart from everyone else in the world. But we believe in this God and he is a mystery, a profound mystery. But the thing that blows my mind every time I think about it is that this Ministry, this perfect, this mystery, this perfect unity, this perfect community invites us to join with him. Invites us into that partnership, into that relationship, into that dance, if you will, of life with him. He invites us in 
Or as Jesus says, as the Father is in me, so I will be in you. And so we're invited in. So if, like me and probably every theologian through history, you find yourself scratching your head when it comes to the Trinity, when you're trying to understand and comprehend what it means for God to be three in one and one in three, maybe you've tried all the different analogies in the world of the clover and the aquifer's toothpaste and the egg and all those different analogies, they all fall short because it is a mystery. If you find yourself scratching your head, let me encourage you with this incredibly important truth. You don't have to fully understand the Trinity in order to know him or to experience him. You don't have to fully understand him. It's a matter of surrender and trust, knowing that God is good and what he has for us is good. And if God is inviting us into relationship with a perfect unity and community, our main response or our main call is to respond to that with our yes and amen. As in a way with any marriage, you don't marry your spouse knowing everything about them on the day of your wedding, do you? You enter into a journey of discovery of each other, learning to know more about each other, And as you grow through that in the years of your marriage, you grow hopefully deeper in relationship, deeper in understanding. So it is, I believe, with the Trinity that we enter into that commitment of giving our yes and our men to the fact that our God is three and one and one in three. And as we do that through life, we discover more about him. That's called discipleship, really. It's called understanding and growing in that understanding of who he is. You don't have to understand him in order to experience him and to know him. The invitation this Trinity Sunday is get to know him as one in three and three in one. If there is one aspect of him that you struggle with, maybe start by asking another member of the Trinity to reveal that person to you, but also help each other out. Because each of us have different experiences of God in our own lives and how we've experienced and known him. Um, I wasn't sure whether to share this testimony, but I will. Um, uh, In November, I had um, a five-day silent retreat, something I've I've never really done before for that period of time. Uh, And for the first two and a half days, it was painful. (laughs) uh, Because I'm just not, it's just not my natural state. Uh, to sit in silence for for that amount of time. And uh, all through the the sort of opening uh, opening time, I was kind of focusing on my relationship with God and and what it was I thought God wanted to do in me and through me through the course of that week. And it was encouraging and it was inspiring. Uh, And then I just had this this really significant day with, with Jesus uh, just specifically, just really imagining Jesus right by my side and, and seeing uh, both the friendship and the fear of Jesus, having this beautiful picture of both the awe and the wonder of who Jesus is mixed with that, that closeness that he has with each and every one of us. And then I was like, oh God, I really, want, um, I really want day three then to be about me knowing the Father. Jesus, show me the Father. And every time I tried to pray uh, about, the, about seeing more of the Father, I just kept seeing more and more of Jesus. And, uh, and I just I felt encouraged by that. I felt Jesus was was doing something significant in me, was trusting him with the process. And then I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it's time to just ask for more of the spirit and, and all of those things. And, and then I, I realized I was trying to separate something that was inextricably linked. And I sensed God say to me, 
I am loving on you as Trinity because you can take it. Uh, And I thought there's a tremendous sense of privilege about that. But then as I was thinking about this morning and preparing this, you have that desire for everyone to want to know that experience. To experience God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I know I'm privileged to have grown up with a father who loves me on earth. Therefore, I'm not carrying father wounds. And I consider that a huge privilege. I've had the joy and the privilege of people teaching me well about Jesus. And I'm grateful that I know Jesus like I do. And I've had encounters with the Holy Spirit that have completely changed my life and transformed me from the inside out. And I don't stand here thinking, I've got it all together. I know the Trinity. This is beautiful. I'm still getting to know him. But my desire is that every single person in this room knows that there is a Godhead three in one who loves you and wants you to relate to him. Wants you to know him in the way that he knows you. Intimately, deeply, he's inviting you into partnership with him. To join in the dance of the Trinity, to join in that partnership. And all he's asking for today is acknowledgement that you believe he's three in one and giving him your yes and amen. And literally praying, God, show me who you are. Show me who you are. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, show me who you are. And if you're struggling with Jesus, ask the Spirit to help you. If you're struggling with the Spirit, ask the Father or Jesus to show you. If you're struggling with the Father, maybe there's some counseling that's needed. Maybe there's deeper wounds that need to be dealt with. But don't ignore that part of the Trinity. Don't allow your earthly experiences to deny you the relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's get to know him better together, as he desires we do so. Amen.